We're recording. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. No, I don't care. I do have to say something that this is the first time we both looked nice. Yes. While recording. Usually I'm I'm half naked. Yeah. Not definitely not in uh, business casual. Me stopping by after work in my business casual mm-hmm. and you starting your new job. Yeah. AKA uh, two days ago. Yeah. Monday. Monday? Yeah, and, and it's a Wednesday. So cheers to being slaves of the system. Yes. <laughs> Great. Making money cheers again to at least. Existentialism. You're not robbing the government of money anymore. Uh, I wasn't robbing the government. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's something that I used to think. And unemployment benefits are paid by companies who have unemployment insurance. It is so it, funded by the companies. Exactly. And there's yeah. a big kitty, and obviously if everybody were to draw it out at once, it wouldn't be sustainable. But yeah, well, there's your fun fact of the week. I'm happy fact that you were able to stay afloat with the yeah. assistance of companies yeah. and the government. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very small, very small little stipend. But for me, it was just free money. Yeah. Because... I had savings, so That's good. that was good. I actually I did some calculations at work today. Okay, I was uh, just because I was I parted well with my last company, and they were they were very fair with me. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it wasn't a firing; it was a layoff. So you got fired. Well, I didn't. Or you were pooping you too much. You, <laughs> that too on the clock. you can't get unemployment if you get fired. But I didn't work for two and a half months. And I'm only out one month's worth of revenue because of the extra stuff I got from them and the unemployment and everything. It it equated to losing out on about a month. I remember it was really nice. And I got this whenever I left my last job too. They, uh, I had like an extra two weeks of pay after I'd left. They were like, you still get paid through this date, even though you're leaving here. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. Why? I don't, I think it was just, they, uh, they were behind on pay. Somehow. Maybe they pay in arrears. They Well, they do, but they were also behind a paycheck in, yeah, that's a, weird. in addition to that. So, like, I... I An was, insurance company of, of all places. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's funny. We were always behind. Like, our, our annual raises were, like, four months late every year. Yeah. And then they actually pushed our annual raises. They said, instead of doing them in February, we're not going to do them in April. And then that year came around in April, and then they were two months behind again. Huh. So, it's always... It was it was bad. It was yeah, poorly ran. That's that's weird and annoying. Um, what are we drinking? I don't even. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm drinking. Here, I'll just go with what I'm drinking. I'm drinking grapefruit carbonated water with tequila, <laughs> blanco, Bla- blanco tequila. Um, I have a lemon squeezed in here. Oh, and grenadine. And grenadine. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not much better at all. What is uh, yours? I have clear Puerto Rican rum, black Gosling's rum. Spiced rum. Thanks, John. Uh, it's left over in my flask from last weekend. Oh, yeah, gross. It's flat flask rum. From our painted pin trip? Yes. Nice. We should talk about that. Yeah, we should. Okay. Uh, and then two other... And I added some of the, the sparkling water just because it needed some more volume. Because yeah. initially it started off as a pure liquor drink. Mm. It was a little wild. We need a The razzmatazz and the, and the... What's the other thing over there? Triple sec. It was weird. We're going to need an episode image, and I already know what it's going to be. Not the drinks. It's going to be me holding a drink, but with what we're going to do next. Okay, what are we doing? The Watch Gang. Oh, Watch Gang. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if I've even endorsed Watch Gang on the podcast No, you've never talked about it. It's anybody who who is on Snapchat with me. I I do like a vlog and usually fart in the videos, and I show everybody (laughs) what watch Tommy gets per month. You can talk about it. 
Sure. Uh, I mean, most of, most of the close people to me are going to know what this is already. They should pay us for this. I God, we should get paid. We endorse <laughs> we, a lot of we shit. We need 50,000 listeners first. Uh, that's true. Well, yeah, you're a good point. But uh, So I asked for Christmas this year. The only thing I asked for was a, a year subscription to Watch Gang, which is basically a Watch of the Month Club where they send you a random watch of your of their choosing based on your preferences. And it's only $30 a month for the basic tier. And they send you a hundred dollar a a hundred dollar watch for thirty dollars a month. Twelve twelve watches I'll be getting throughout this year. Um, since this is June, this is number six, and um, we're gonna open it on air. Yeah, and and overall, they've been pretty good. You, there was one that you didn't like. The very you still, first, you still wear it. The very first watch was the only one I didn't like, and the I square wore boy. it. Yeah, it was a square face, and I'm not a huge square face fan. I, I don't know who is really. But uh, it was it was definitely somebody's the, tuning out now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the def, definitely the dressiest too, but I didn't like dressy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, anyways, this one. Oh yeah, and uh, another thing about Watch Gang, they choose one member a month to send a or a week, one member a week on Fridays to send a Rolex to, and on Tuesdays they do a tag. So every every yeah. Tuesday, every Friday they send a so random there's two Rolex. Big boys per week. Per week, nice. yes. So I've been waiting for my Rolex. Thanks a lot, Watch Gang. You can send it to me now for in payment of this. Yeah, I'll tag them. Don't worry. Yeah, tag. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh my God. Well done. Thank you. So this watch is not Rolex. We can see it from the box, but I haven't opened it yet. It's from William L. Dot, nineteen eighty-five. All right, I see it, man. Okay, that's the case coming off. And this is the wrapper coming out. Oh, this is a really nice case, actually. I'm a big fan already. It's like in oh, a leather. Is, it's like a leather case. Yeah. A zip up leather case. I like. You can use that for anything. Nice. Had to get it on there. Ooh, this is nice and dressy, but it has a gold face. Circular. Leather, leather band. Black. Black circular gold face. There we go. If it can come out. Oh jeez. That is a nice case. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this case and put shit in it. Yeah. Oh my god, though, this is hard to get out. Yeah. And I'll I'll put it on air for so everybody can see it. It's actually a pretty small face too. I like that. That's that's pretty you. Yeah. I think. This is a very me watch. Yeah. It's this will be good for like a um. I don't know if it'll be good for a khaki outfit or for a um, black I, pant outfit. I think it's a good watch uh, for a bris. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, I was trying to think of the most off-the-wall event I could come up with. In that. That's, not in the the second, that's not the second time that we've talked about circumcision on, on the Craft Heads podcast. Today or... Because <laughs> we, we I wouldn't be surprised. A, we did it on episode two. Okay. Remember your comment? No. I, I'll, I've never, <laughs> I said I've never seen an uncircumcised penis yes. in real life yes. before. It, as, as though they don't exist. Yeah. But They don't exist, do you're they? You're right. But actually... Uh, What's the percentage of the population that's uncircumcised i don't know that's probably going to go off of a lot of self-reporting and that's a that is a notoriously unreliable uh source of of statistics okay how about this we have about 100 listeners anybody that's uncircumcised please send an email or a text to one of us telling us that you're uncircumcised and we'll make a statistic i'm sure everybody's going to report that we i should do a a a twitter poll okay are you circumcised (laughs) did you have a bris i'm I'm tempted. Get a few more drinks in me. Okay. Um, yeah. More of this bullshit. A bunch of a bunch problem. of really good stuff got caught out of that episode. That that was a nightmare. Yeah. So I'm glad we talked about it again. Yeah. Okay. So, 
So um, last week we have we have a new topic this week. It's from Jake Kurtz. So despite oh, Nate, again Jake. Well, well, no, we we actually we shouted him out, but we didn't give him his reward. Oh, what's that's your, the what, funny thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We didn't give him a topic because he, but he was a patron at that point. Or yeah, was he? Okay. that's why we shouted him out. He was he was he still he was and still is the dono of the week. Okay, so we named an episode after him, but we didn't do the topic. All right, let's hear it. So we're gonna go into it here. Um. I wanted to talk about something else, but it's it's going to work into this topic well. Oh. What the watch? Yeah, oh, I'm just peeling that plastic yeah, off. It's good stuff. So good. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. All right. So Jake asks, "How does somebody find their true purpose or calling in life? And when they think they've found it, how should they determine that it's the right one?" And he clarifies basically the idea of having one life. How do you make sure you don't waste it doing the wrong thing? Who first? Kurtz, you are preaching to the choir, man. That yeah, is the, you figure that out and you'll be a billionaire. You're you're right in the middle. I'm I'm it hitting my 27 year old uh, quarter life crisis. Quarter life crisis. Yeah, at this point, thanks a lot. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you live to be over 100, I salute. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm at a I'm in an especially interesting area because i don't know what if i want to keep going with what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i'm an actuary working in insurance i don't know if i want to keep doing that because i don't like what i'm doing currently but i think it might be the company that i'm working at maybe i'll need to switch it up Uh, because your last company you the work was annoying but it was a good company yeah it was Mm -hmm. and and i wouldn't say that this is a bad company but i think my coworkers would agree with me is that i just we have we have uh data issues that most company, most insurance companies don't have to deal with. It just complicates your your job. Yeah. Period. Okay. So I'm. I mean, I've talked about maybe becoming a chiropractor, maybe going back to school and doing something else, working with my hands, Massage working with therapy. people. There's a lot of different things that I could do that I don't know whether to do. But it's all about. I think to answer your question of how does somebody figure it out, it's that you actually have to make the jump, and not enough people make the jump. You have to try it. And that's a good segue into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously, I was unemployed, and I, I want to preface all of this with: I am very thankful to have found a job, and I'm working. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. I'm very thankful for it. Income is brings a lot of happiness. Yeah, well, absolutely, it does. Whatever, whatever people say, money doesn't buy happiness. Well, that's to some degree, that's not true. Yeah, to some degree, it is true. Anyways, um, I actually decided. I, this was all the way back on my second job. So I was 23-ish. I can remember I was Googling, what do I have to do to become a doctor? I just casually was sitting at my desk being like, this is a waste of my time in life. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to do to become a doctor? And I was like, oh, I have to, since I don't have any of the pre-med courses done, I have a shitty degree in advertising. I would have to do all the pre-med coursework, then I would have med school, then a residency. It's going to take at least 10 years I'm not doing this. Yeah. But the seed goes back that far. Okay. So I, I said I'm 23. I don't I don't even remember. No, it might have been... You said you were 23 when you yeah. were um, okay. It was 2014. 2014. Well, so I, have the, I have the text message. Yeah, I have the, the picture message. I you thought do. I took a screenshot. Yeah, yeah, you, and you said you're going to whip my ass into shape. So yeah. basically... Again, that was a fleeting thought at that time. And then I I toyed with it for a while. I started to get serious about it. Uh, you know, there were several, there were 
I could name a dozen different influences, both people and otherwise, that made me realize you're exactly right, Tommy. You just have to do shit. Mm-hmm. You have to take a leap of faith. You have to try it. Because yes, you can find take out. Take a leap of faith. What is that? It's from Inception. Oh, shit. At the very end. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no <laughs> that's okay. I, I normally I pick up on them. I haven't seen it enough. But anyways, I you, you have to take that leap of faith and try yes. new things. And that's what I wound up doing. I, I was having a, uh, a cup of coffee with somebody. And they said, you just need to do this. So right then and there, I made the decision to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And I started immediately looking into, okay, what, what schools can I go to, whatever, how, how, how can I actually put the wheels in motion? And the whole goal behind this is when I am, I don't know, let's say, let's say 95. When I'm 95 on my deathbed, mm-hmm. hopefully, and I'm looking back on my life, I cannot deal with the possibility of me thinking, what if I had tried this or done that? Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm looking back and saying, remember when I had that crazy idea, I was like, I wanted to become a doctor and I went to school for a couple of years and I was like, no way, this is way too much effort. You could live Totally with that. fine. Mm-hmm. At least I tried it and I checked another box. I ticked it off on the, on the checklist and I moved on. Mm-hmm. So that is the answer to the question is you have to, when you have these ideas, you have to try new things. And my man, Jay Kurtz, I got to say, he has tried and more things and come up with more ideas, some ridiculous, some not, mm-hmm. than anybody I know. Yeah. So I have to give him full credit in this arena. It, it's There's a little bit of irony, him asking that question, because I think he's doing a good job of how you approach that. Yeah. You might have to dig a little deeper Jake, because I know a lot of your ideas are rooted in, rooted in marketing, and maybe it's something completely different you have to branch out into. So... Anyways, that's my story, and I'm still pursuing part-time school to this day. That's all I can do because I have to, I have to support myself and my lifestyle and everything. So outside of work, I, I'm doing the pre-med stuff one step at a time. But I'm halfway there. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't taken that plunge a a year or a year and a half ago, whenever exactly that was. I would be that much behind. Yep. Now I'm like, okay, I, I do have some progress in this arena. Yeah. And, and the idea is I'll, I'll finish that pre-med stuff, and then if I decide I really want to do this, then you start applying for med schools, and there's a lag between uh, a year lag between getting accepted and actually attending, and then who knows? Who when, knows what will happen? When do you think your next milestone is that you're going to have to go, am I going to keep going with this or not? Uh, organic chemistry. Okay. Which I can take whatever I want in the fall. Um, I, I'm done with chemistry. I started, meaning I have the first year of both biology and physics complete. So I can do bio two, physics two, or start OCHEM. And there's the the masochist in me wants to start OCHEM because... Just to get it out of the way and see. Well, yeah, to see, uh-huh. exactly. And uh, I've also been told from very intelligent people that OCHEM is pure memorization. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that that will benefit me in, which is basically the only way I've gotten through life is memorization yeah. when it comes to academia... Um, that could be beneficial. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some professors tell me physics too is the worst. Uh, that's probably because there's a lot of people that aren't really math gifted. Yeah. And, and I would and not consider myself, I wouldn't consider myself suit. one of them. No, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not weak in math, but I'm not gifted. Hey, what did math. you get on the SAT? Do you remember? The base two? The com- yeah. Combining reading, reading and math. 1270. Okay. It, that's exactly. I, I was twelve ninety, but 12, imagine se- that twelve seventy was the 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 threshold for a hundred percent in state tuition. 
Oh. What Bright Futures is what it was called in Florida. So I have a Bright Future then. Yeah, it okay. would have been 100% Bright Futures. But do you know what your splits were reading math-wise? Mm, no, but I know reading was higher. I, I can imagine you and I were the complete opposite. I'm sure we were the complete opposite. Because you can yeah. get a, 100% on one of those portions. It's 800. I yeah. got 750 out of 800 on math. and I got That's impressive. 540 on reading mine, out of 800. <laughs> mine were not that far apart. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah. I, they were the that gap was a lot uh smaller. But yeah, um and I'm not even 100% on that on that score. All I know it was somewhere around that neck of the woods. So. Right. Yeah, I I've take I've talked enough. Well, I I'll go back to something real quick that I wanted to say is Kurtz, you've tried enough things. You you don't have to feel like you haven't tried enough things at this point. If you are still feeling like you're missing out or that you're not doing something that makes you happy, maybe it's not in your career. Maybe it's maybe it's a hobby that you have yet to find mm-hmm. that's going to bring you happiness. And I'm saying this because I know we have talked, and I'm about to get real for a second, mm-hmm. uh, that we've talked about since you and Tara started dating, you feel like Tara is part of your purpose. Oh yeah, and that and that brings you so much. Part happy. would be an extreme understatement. Well, I think that if Tara wasn't in your life, that you would strive harder to be a doctor because you were looking for that happiness. I think that now that Tara's in your life, I feel like you can be happy doing a lot of other things that are just going to make you. Feel I see okay. what you're getting at, and I appreciate it because it gives me an out if uh-huh. I ever quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I I I wouldn't refute any of that. Uh, I I still am pursuing it. It's just. Right now, especially with so many transitions, I admit it's not the number one priority, but then again, who's to say it ever was? Because mm-hmm. you and I both know I'm capable of getting straight A's and I don't get straight A's. Mm-hmm. So that's another way of looking at it. But you're right. That's a that's a really good point for, for Kurtz. Dude, by the way, uh, well well done, Kurtz, getting like two episodes in a row, all this, <laughs> all this face time. Yeah. Anybody else can have it if you tell us you want it. That's yeah all you have to do yeah i mean well and plus kurtz has always been a good friend of ours and a big topic of conversation because he's always doing crazy shit we're like hey kurtz is doing this shit now yeah that's fucking idiot i mean cool guy (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna love that um dwarfism basketball yeah well that was i i said some ridiculous some not that is not ridiculous (laughs) uh the the okay so i i I mentioned something else that i wanted to talk about Mm mm-hmm and that is, I'm three days into this new job. Mm-hmm. I I can't believe I have to report somewhere every day and sit at a desk yeah, for it, eight, nine a, hours a day. Well, it's tell everybody that you also, after a couple of weeks, you'll get your remote time that, again. That's true. That's true. So this job does have remote flexibility a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have to get through like training and all that stuff and get acquainted with everybody for about a month or so. Mm-hmm. But is in, Are you in Sandy Springs? Yes. Oh, okay. And it, it's not what I would consider to be like main Sandy Springs because I think that's like directly north of the perimeter. Uh-huh. It's like off to, it's toward Vinings. But oh, it's really? still Sandy Springs. Okay, yeah. Whatever, who cares? So what exit is that? 22. Oh. New Riverside Drive. Okay, gotcha. So anyways, um, sorry, that crushed my train of thought here. Okay, you I'm, can't I'm believe just, that you have to go to a desk. So again, anybody who doesn't know, my past job, and I had it for exactly one year, was fully remote. That's insane. And it that's was, why it's so weird for me to see Alex in a in a um, collared shirt and black dress pants right yeah, now. Yeah, like slacks. Like besides a, all the interviewing that you've been doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I felt like I lived in my suit for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's just crazy. And and it really 
this this is also going to sound ridiculous. I get mad that our society accepts it, mm-hmm. and I blame them for me not having all remote jobs because sure. that was something. I'm not going to lie. I worked toward. As soon as I got into the workforce at my mm-hmm. first job, I was like, oh, remote working is a thing? That's, I want that. <laughs> every step I took, every move I made was a calculation to get closer calculated. to calculated working remotely. Mm-hmm. And then I got it. And yeah. whenever I had that opportunity, I jumped on it immediately. I think this will be really good for you. I think it actually might make you like your job more. Having to like, well, once Back you get forth, do, once you're doing your two days a week remote, yeah. I think you'll really appreciate like the interaction that you have with your coworkers. Yeah, I do. And, and, I, and I do like the people really, like the company. And you'll really appreciate your remote days. Well, you are <laughs> correct about that because I can liken it to another analogy. Whenever I'm in school, when it, like during when, some, when the semester's in, I adore my non-class days. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's very limited. Yep. So I was actually, Tommy, I was just thinking that today. No surprise, you're reading my mind. I will appreciate them that much more. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, I, w- I went from being just so spoiled yeah. with my last job every day. But I will not tell you, I, I can seriously say this with confidence, I did not take a single day for granted. Mm-hmm. I Every day I was aware of how good I had. Yeah. Every single day. Well, yeah, when you were in your underwear, being able to play video games in between answering emails. Yeah, is just like incredible. playing Rocket League. I mean, let's yeah. go. So, which, by the way, guess how much productivity dipped? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I did no less work at home than I did at my other office jobs. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in many cases, I did more because I had a boss who would sometime like jump on me and be like, where is this? Where is this? Whereas I typically, I never had that in offices. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I was more productive and I was happier. But now I'm going on a remote diatribe. I think that uh, in office jobs should only be four days a week, period. Max, max, and Maximum. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mind if they were ten hour days. If if like they sure. like had to be forty hours a week, like that was the thing America cram, yeah, needed. Yeah, cram it all in. Why is that so difficult for everybody everybody to understand? Dude, I would be. So, I mean, think about it. Because then taking a day off would mean that you're getting a four day weekend, yeah. instead of a three day. Yeah, weekend. and in some cases that might even be better than remote mm-hmm. because. There's a difference between being remote and taking vacation time and being out of office and, and whatever. If you just had four office days, you are not responsible for jack shit for three days. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, besides the workaholics that have to answer their emails Don't all day on the stop. weekend. Don't stop. You are the problem. If, <laughs> if you're listening to this and that's what you do, you, you are the problem and I will fight you. <laughs> Like, that you're the reason I have to go to Well, what about the people that do love their jobs? Then all power to them? Not if it's a shitty, meaningless job. Right. Well, what's, well what counts as a I meaningless job? I want to fight job? you, too. <laughs> you have to contribute to, to society in some sort of, and we would have to define this, empirically meaningful way. So, obviously, the, the, to give you a little bit of background of why I dream of practicing medicine it's the perfect intersection of helping people and also it's still being lucrative Mm -hmm. because i want to make a lot of money too yeah so that is my definition yeah that's what i want to do i would love to help people and also get paid a lot to do it well you would say that i I guess you would say that the biggest uh Incon- not, I wouldn't say inconvenience man there's a tough there's a word that i'm looking for that i can't find right now but marketing and advertising 
people don't typically, if you're not in it, you don't like it. When you're getting served ads or you're looking at commercials, yeah, think about it from people that perspective. hate it. So yeah. you're te- in your own way, you're being hated. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that same thing with me. That's probably why you and I feel similar about our workforce insurance. And I'm the actuary. Who, who as, as a consumer, who likes insurance companies? Number one. And number two, not, not only am I part of an insurance company, but I'm like the worst part of the insurance company. I'm the guy that says, we need to raise your rates because you had a claim and now you're more likely to... Have yeah, statistically, claim. you're you are more of a liability. So I'm I'm the guy that no, I, luckily I don't have to face the customers. Like I'm just the background, and then I have to send it over to the salespeople. Right. But that makes me feel really bad. I don't want to. I want to help. I also want to help people. Yeah, you want to enrich people's lives, not make it more difficult. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's like like seventy percent of the workforce. Probably even maybe even eighty percent is marketing, yep. advertising, and insurance. Yeah, you know. Yep. Like those are three and, of and the biggest things. Yeah. So I also, we talked, uh, this was a, a long while back. Um, the topic was, it was Emily's, mm-hmm. Emily Smith's, Tommy's, uh, one of his ex-girlfriends. Uh, the topic was do-overs and regrets and things like that. And I talked about going to school for something else. And what I mentioned specifically along these lines was getting a STEM degree. So something in science, technology, mm-hmm. um, engineering, mathematics. Mm-hmm. In most cases, those applications do bring some sort of meaningful, measurable measurable value to society. So that's one of my answers. But that being said, I'm not shitting on art either. Mm-hmm. I also consider art and music and things like that to be meaningful. Yeah, it's more My career follows, falls into neither of those categories. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, well I technically, my stem, I am in a STEM degree you yeah know, mathematics yeah. but i'm not that's that's a good point you're, to be. you're saying that that's what I, I guess i should say that my whole stem thing that's not a that's not an overarching solution or something that can solve everything it, it at least shows that you have the uh the intellectual wherewithal wherewithal to, wherewithal to pursue bump. something else yeah <laughs> word vomit yeah that was bad word salad hey we went to a painted pin yeah, we should, are we, we doing that now? We should talk about it first. Okay. Because um, I had I, it was one of my favorite days we've had. So I want to talk about it too, but we gotta answer the last part of Jake's question. Oh, okay, he just yeah, said sure. how do you make sure you don't waste it doing the wrong thing? And I have a pretty simple answer for that. Go for it. It applies to relationships too. You know if there's a problem and you know if there's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And when it's right, it's right. You you know it. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know. Just you know, check yourself, introspection figure it out on your own trust um, your gut yeah people don't trust their I gut have, enough oh god i i was looking at something a long time ago that i posted on linkedin mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago and maybe not even might have even been a year ago and i said i learned how to trust my gut that is the most valuable thing that i've learned how to do what because you, you posted on linkedin yeah it was relevant trust it, okay. you, you don't want to know something funny huh. it was uh something on jake kurtz oh what? He posted. i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I am not saying your name next episode. Yeah. So Jake, 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 if Jake, you, Jake. If you Jake, were hoping Jake, for a hat out. trick, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. Tell us about Painted Pin. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we just had a bunch of people. I, I moved into my new place. Um, now I'm living with Jimmy and Austin. You guys will probably hear me say their names a few more times. Yeah. Jimmy is my coworker, uh, and I'm really happy that if, if my job's good for anything, it's that I got to meet him. And, he, and that that's valuable. He adopted me into his friend group and was like, I need another roommate, and Austin's really cool too. I know most of them. I love them all. Uh, th- us three, and then um, a friend of mine, Logan, came into town, 
she's actually an ex-roommate of mine and um, another friend, Claire, and then uh, Alex and Tara and the neighbors and another Alex, the other Alex. So we yeah, had like yeah, nine, Alex 10 across people. the hall. Yeah, we had. If you guys listen, I, I wanted to try to say all of your names. James and John, you guys have been said a hundred times. I'm not saying you anymore. I hate you guys. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I thought of a better episode image. Okay. The fists. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'll I'll burn yeah, yeah. through this so exactly. I can get to that real yeah. quick. We um we went to the painted pain. I think we might have talked about it before on the podcast, but it's just a game bar, and uh, ended up going to the Ivy, which is really close next door. No, the Ivy's not close. Did we take we an road Uber? to the Ivy, and then we went next door to the Ivy at Johnny's High? I was really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, you and I were definitely the most drunk because I was talking to Logan and Jimmy, and they said they weren't that bad. Austin was like, Tara was pretty good because she was dancing. Oh yeah, and she's not hey Tara, a big dancer. Hey guys, Tara's in the room hey. again. <laughs> hey mama, hey Tara, I love you, love you. <laughs> and uh, so us three, we were well probably James too because he left early. Yeah, he had to get up and work at seven on. A I don't Saturday. know how I don't know how true. drunk Alex neighbor Alex was. I don't either. But uh, I know. Mysterious. Oh, Claire was really drunk too. But Logan, Jimmy, and Austin, like I talked to them over the weekend, they were like, "Yeah, we were we were fine." Yeah, but um. We I all... took my flask, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when <laughs> yeah. you bring the flask yeah. with you. But at the end of the night, after we had been to Ivy, Johnny's Hideaway, which Johnny Hideaway was just a sloppy, sloppy, crowded mess. Had, had a great time. I know, it was awesome. I smelled like smoke, though. Yeah, and so I came out of there, and Alex, Tara, Alex were um, sitting, sitting there, the and, I, and I was with Claire, and we all put our fists together because we were like saying goodbye Is to each other. Is that where it was? Yeah, I didn't on know the, that on Johnny's hideaways. Hi, didn't Johnny's know that. hideaways curb. I thought that was at the pin. We all had our pin stamp on, yeah, yeah. so we had the bowling pin on our fist, and we put a fist together. And I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta take a picture of this." I didn't realize it, but it's basically this. This is four quote, five four quote white people oh, and yeah. one black person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. But it, it it almost it almost looks like a photo for racial equality. Yeah, it it's does. like everybody. They're completely different. All the skin tones. We're gonna put that's that's gonna be the next episode image. All the skin tones are completely different. Racial and harmony. We just all you know. I mean, it, I just I really appreciate when there is harmony. Between, it was beautiful. Who, who cares? We were like fawning like. over that image. It was great. I'm glad that we you appreciated yeah. as much as I did because I was showing it to everybody the next day and they were like laughing at me by the end because I. Showed showed it to like five people I was yeah like, this is such a beautiful yeah picture. how do you not understand how good this is i don't, I don't know <laughs> well you and i are friends obviously yeah. and, so. and again like especially because normally it's just white and black mm-hmm. you know or brown or whatever but like it they're even that, those are the categories of what we would fall into on a demographic survey yeah but those were five different people yeah and that, that's we're a melting cool. pot yeah. we're european uh african yeah Australian, what are all the other continents? Melting pot. Yeah. You know, so True story. why why does it have to be I I don't know. We're not gonna get onto the racial pattern, <laughs> but I loved it. I we're gonna post it. That'll be the next uh episode image for this episode. Yeah. And I don't really have much else to say, but it was a great weekend. Yeah, it was it was totally awesome. I wish I could throw something in. I just I guess as a reference to an older episode on the zombie apocalypse episode, which was with the Slice Brothers, maybe three or four, I don't know. Um, episode number four. Uh, we went to the Painted Duck, mm-hmm. so that, and then we talked about there being sister bars. So you can go back to that and hear the the description of that place. Do we your like homework. The yeah, 
<laughs> and the bathrooms at both places are really cool. Oh, real quick, shout out to um, gender equality bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk about, yeah, that's some wild stuff. We'll, we'll just leave you with that little cliffhanger, though. Thanks, guys. <laughs>